Hi, I'm Adam. And I'm Itzan. And this is Stories from the Eastern West, a show telling you little-known stories that changed our world. Today's story is about magic. Old-fashioned good versus evil magic. Our host and guide will be Clara Kleininger. When Clara was a little girl, her grandmother made sure she knew that magic was not a game. But many years later, she still had some questions. So she knocked on a witch's door. Coming up on Stories from the East and West. Zlín, Praha, Varsava, Madrid, London, Paris, New York, Casablanca. Where you see a kind of totality of the human presence. Absolutely, absolutely. That is exactly Hi, Mom. Can you remind me of the words to that spell? The one that wards off the curse for the bad eye? Come out, bad eye. Come out, malady. From her forehead, from her eyes, from her hair, from the tip of her nose, from her cheekbones, from the lobe of her ears, from the teeth, from the tongue, from under the tongue. It's kind of a long spell. Come out, bad eye. Come out, malady. Clara shall remain clean, like the pure, holy Mary enlightened. When are you supposed to say this? You know when you feel bad from the bad eye. It's a special way of feeling unwell. The existence of invisible forces is something deeply rooted in the collective imagination of Central and Eastern Europe. Powers that can be tamed or invoked by select people to help or even hurt others. Sometimes they're said half-jokingly in folk sayings or spells. Other times, it seems like they're being handled by professionals. Our story today is taken up by Clara, one of the voices from that recording. She's an anthropologist and filmmaker from Romania. For many years now, Clara has been trying to get her head around Romanian witchcraft ever since she'd heard a family story as a child. As a little girl, I heard my grandmother tell the story of her wedding night. At the end of the night, she said she was lying next to my grandfather in bed, when suddenly through the window, a ball of lightning entered the room. Wondering what it was, my grandmother reached out and touched it. She immediately lost the ability to speak, and she didn't get her voice back for several days. My grandfather went to look for a priest who could get rid of the spell. He had to ride his carriage over to the next village. On the way, there was a small bridge that crossed the river, but his horse just stopped right before it and refused to cross it. My grandfather was forced to turn back and take a much longer road around it. This was interpreted as decisive evidence that this was magic. And the suspect? A neighbor, who had apparently had an affair with my grandfather before his wedding. That wasn't the last strange story I heard. Throughout my childhood, I heard many stories about witches, or vrăjitoare, as they're called in Romanian. Especially about how people with problems went to witches to get their help. 
When I later became a university student studying anthropology, I decided to write my BA thesis on this topic. I went to Poenari, where my grandmother came from, to do some research. But people were hesitant to talk about it. They kept repeating that they were churchgoers and that they didn't know anything about witchcraft. It was taboo, even though it was still widely practiced. So I teamed up with my grandmother, who was well-respected in the village. We started going from house to house with a tape recorder asking about witchcraft. She would try to make people tell their stories in a diplomatic way, and I would take notes. Eventually, we were told who the local witch was, an older lady in a neighboring village. She accepted my request to meet me. When I came to her house, her last client was leaving. It was a policeman on duty. I introduced myself and explained I was studying in Vienna. I told her I wanted to write my thesis about the healing and magical practices in these villages. She immediately asked me if I came to be healed of the bad eye. I told her that no, I hadn't, and that I had just come to ask why people come to see her. She said she needed to consult my cards. I explained again that I wasn't interested in my future. But she kept repeating that she can't say anything before she reads my cards and started explaining what I need to bring with me next time to help her heal me. Romania today is possibly the only European country where you can bump into a witch at the supermarket. Even though people don't admit it, everyone knows someone who regularly sees a witch. Their services are advertised in newspapers. The most prominent ones have billboards in front of their houses, and some of them are nationally recognized stars. Most of the well-known ones come from the Roma minority. They offer to heal illnesses, cast love spells, foretell the future, and guarantee general good luck and prosperity. When Monica, a producer from Stories from the Eastern West, approached me about this episode, it was a chance for me to return to the subject. I'd finished doing thesis research nearly 10 years ago, but since then, a lot had changed. Witches had started using the internet to advertise their services. Monica and I looked through hundreds of online ads and addresses. We found ads from women of all ages and specialities. What are you typing? Um, fortune teller, prezicatoare, in Bucharest, no? Mm -hmm. Bucharest. Okay, so it seems like a lot of them have their own websites. Tomoiduitoarea Ana. Does this say what she does? Yes, it does. Um, Astrology, tarot, love and marriage, farmece și blesteme. She can bring the loved person back, cure alcoholism, and take out the quicksilver. Okay. Clubul vrăjitoarelor. Does that mean uh, the witch club? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What does that mean? Uh, I'm not sure. Or 
attention was drawn to the ad of a very elderly vrăjitoare. It showed a picture of her posing in traditional Romanian clothes, holding an old-fashioned clay pot and a wooden spoon. The caption said, the most powerful 80-year-old witch in southeastern Europe. We called her and learned that she was the matriarch of an entire witch clan. Her daughter was a witch and her three granddaughters were learning the profession. Three generations of Romanian witches. We just had to talk to them. When we arrived in Bucharest, our meeting was postponed. And then, it happened again. The addresses we were supposed to go to changed. Eventually, we were asked to go to a different city. When we arrived in Ploiești, an hour right north from Bucharest, we were greeted by a very elegant lady. She was like the sort of fortune teller you might see in a Disney film. She led us into her house, a fancy villa full of replicas of ancient statues and expensive-looking gold furniture. We were told the mother was sick and that she would be the one talking to us. Also, she did not have three daughters. It quickly became clear she was not the person we were supposed to talk to, but the person chosen by her relatives to best represent the family. My name is Aurelia Ardelanca. I'm a healer, fortune teller and clairvoyant. I work with white magic and I undo cuninile legate. I bring lost lovers back. I bring prosperity to households. I help businesses. I heal illnesses that come from evil spells. I bring back people who broke up. I heal alcoholism. I heal quicksilver poisoning. For impotent men, I have cures, plants, spells. Nobody else knows them. They're my secrets and my grandmother's. My gift is white magic. I remove the black magic and I help people who come to me with problems. At this point, I should explain some of the terms Mrs. Ardelanca mentioned. The first one is cununile legate. She kept repeating that she deals with it at least a dozen times during our meeting with her. Cununile legate roughly translates as tied marriage. I later asked my mother to explain what it meant. Just like my grandmother, she's a fountain of knowledge about magical practices. Cununile legate means that you can't get married, even though you're beautiful and intelligent and a good girl. Even though boys like you, you even have a lover or a fiancé, but you're not able to get married. It doesn't end in a marriage. Then that means you have a cununile legate. Okay, how do you get it? Well, for example, if another girl loves the man you're with, and she goes to see a witch who magically ties them together, or if the neighbors don't like you or your parents, and they want to hurt you. Because this was common at the time when for a girl not to get married was a very bad thing. She would become an old maid, and that was really no good. Okay, so if you have it, what can you do? 
Well, the witches who knew how to tie them together also knew how to untie them. This was one way, or still is. The other is the church. So the counterbalance for the witches is the church. Everything the witches can tie together, the church can untie. The second term Mrs. Ardelanka mentions is quicksilver poisoning, better known as mercury poisoning. It's a horrible, deadly sickness, even when people get it under normal circumstances. As a curse, it's the worst you can get. It's nearly impossible to cure. Or really, really hard. Not everyone knows how to take out the quicksilver. It's so hard, even priests can't do anything about it. It's a very hot day when we sit with Mrs. Ardelanka. She's dressed for the occasion and fans herself to cool down. I'm wearing very old clothes. This is over 120 years old. I got it from my great-grandmother. This is our traditional costume. It's very symbolic and very important to wear them when doing magic. We pass our powers from generation to generation, from mother to daughter. If you don't have a daughter, the power is passed on to your daughter-in-law. I still remember my great-great-grandmother, who was a witch. Her grandmother was also a witch. This gift has been inherited in our family for nine generations. I have one daughter. She's also a witch. I teach her all my secrets. My name is Rodika the Healer. I'm a clairvoyant and a visionary. I'm 30 years old. My domain is doing good. Card reading, astrology, and palm reading. I've been doing it since I was 10. I inherited this gift from my ancestors. When I was 10 years old, nine old witches gathered around me. That's when I discovered my gift. I joined the circle of the nine most powerful witches in Romania when I was 10. In the past, there were no doctors. When someone was sick or got the bad eye, he would go to the witch and she would take the bad charm off. This has been practiced on earth since very old times. If it depends on me, I will solve their problems. If the cards show me it's something I can't solve and that he has to go to the doctor, I send them to the doctor. If the cards show that it doesn't depend on me or a doctor, I will send him to a priest. What the cards show me, that's how I will guide the person. You can catch a curse by accident, or someone can send it on purpose to harm you. It can be sent to your doorstep and you won't even know why you're sick. Some will get help from a doctor, others from a witch. Many people don't know where to solve their problems. They go to the doctors or to the monasteries. If something is sent from God, only God can undo it. But if something is sent from a witch, only a witch can undo it. Do people ask for black magic? Yes. People come and ask for black magic. They're upset. They're angry. They want to get revenge. 
they don't use their fists anymore. They don't quarrel, they don't make scandals. They turn to black magic in secret and take their revenge that way. I don't practice black magic. I only do good. I undo spells. I pray. I make the sign of the cross. I use my secret plants and herbs. I have some for every problem. I work at night and during the day. I go to a riverbank next to a forest. That's where I work at night. After midnight, the powers are the strongest. That's when the sky opens up. I help people who are separated, sick people, people with quick silver poisoning. I bring happiness to people and to people who are affected by black magic. What are these things on your table? First of all, tarot cards. We use them to read the past, the present and the future. Holy water, magic instruments, for different cases and different people. This is a spindle. It's used for different cases, for those who have problems in love, for those who break up, for torn families, for different cases. The dolls are for those who went through a long divorce to bring them back. The flowers are for love, for young people, the ones at the beginning. And those are icons blessed by a priest. We pray to them. The history of witches, women healers and diviners in Europe is a tumultuous and violent one. Always on the margins of society and in opposition to the church and any form of hierarchy, their presence spiked fear and imagination, which led to witch hunts that started in the 14th century and continued until the 18th century. But the tradition outlasted all of it. After World War II, during the Ceausescu dictatorship, witchcraft was strictly forbidden and persecuted, even though Ceausescu's wife is said to have regularly consulted witches. During the period of Ceausescu, it was very difficult. It was forbidden to do our work, but politicians still came to see me in the middle of the night. But fortunes have changed, and the 21st century is, surprisingly, a very good time for Romanian witches. Now we have freedom and democracy. It's much better. (laughs) How many witches are there in Romania? A lot. Not all of them have the same knowledge and gifts. It depends on their skills. There are lots and lots and lots. They are popping up like mushrooms after the rain. But you can count the real witches on one hand. Their gifts have been passed on from generation to generation. They don't copy. It's not like learning at school. It's not like learning from a book. It's not like going to a school or university. We learn from our ancestors. We have the gift. We are born with it. Why are there so many witches in Romania? Because here, in Romania, that's where the real, original witches are. They can solve any type of problem that people can have. Romania is the country of Dracula. And that's where everything started. 
all the magic, all the spells. We have the knowledge, we have remedies, we heal, we cure. Pentru că de aici se cel mai cel mai cunoscut popor în domeniul magiei. This is the most famous nation when it comes to magic. White and black. There is good and there is evil being done here. After the fall of communism, witchcraft flourished again. Witches now work legally. They often operate big family-held businesses and aren't afraid to stand up to anyone. Since 2011, witchcraft is even a profession officially recognized by the state. The Work Codex describes them as workers describing the past and predicting the future. They still advise many politicians. When the government tried to impose a tax on their increasingly lucrative industry, the witches teamed up and cursed the politicians, throwing mandragora, a plant traditionally used for medicinal and magical practices, into the Danube River. Are you afraid that technology will affect your profession? No. This will never change. Some people believe in it and some don't. I have all sorts of people coming to seek my help. I have clients from all around the world. They contact us by phone, WhatsApp, the Internet. Tell her I see in my car that she's very tired. I see a long journey. She's been thinking about it. She will meet someone who will be dear to her, now or in a short time. She had two important relationships in her life. In one of the relationships, someone acted behind the other's back. There's a man thinking about her, but he doesn't dare to express the feelings. It's someone in her proximity. Is she reading my cards? Yes. And just like that, we had become clients and the interview was over. Just like when I was searching for witches with my grandmother a decade earlier, it seemed witchcraft was still a delicate construction of belief, mystery and theatricality. Even in the age of the internet. And for those who stand in the way of their progress, the witches know how to deal with them. This episode of Stories from the Eastern West was written and produced by Monika Proba and Clara Kleininger for Culture.pl and hosted by Adam Zhuavsky and me, Izan Reisner. It was edited by me and Wojciech Alekszak. Wojciech also did all the music and sound design. We'd like to thank Mrs. Abdelanka and her daughter for foreseeing only good events. Make sure to subscribe or check our feed next month. It's going to be a bit more serious, but no less interesting than today. Also, we'd like to wish you a happy new year from the bottom of our hearts. 2020 wasn't the easiest of years, so we're hoping you have a much calmer 2021. We'll make sure to bring you some more incredible stories from the East and West, even if circumstances do remain complicated. 
Happy New Year. See you in 2021. Bye.